should be able to hear us now. Song. Yeah, we didn't want you to hear us. It was, <laughs> it wasn't a glitch. It was by design. What's up, Papa Blabber? What's up, Dan? How are you? Good. 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 Oh, that cut out really quick. I meant that to be more cool. Mm-hmm. More cooler. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another uh, quarantine edition of This Might Sound Stupid podcast. Um, if this is the first time you're listening to us, you could subscribe to us. Uh, anywhere you get podcasts. Just search for This Might Sound Stupid. Um, yeah, you can also subscribe to us on Twitch. Uh, what is it? What, no, what's it called? I don't know what it's called. When you follow? Yes. Ah, okay. Uh, you can follow us on Twitch. Eventually, we'll have a YouTube channel, but Dan and I are both adults who work full-time and have other responsibilities and editing videos and uploading them to youtube is more time consuming than either one of us wants to do right now oh shit i forgot to bring joey down here it's too late now yep uh as always we're brought to you though by joey the good boy mm-hmm. he is uh he's not down here for the second week in a row go get him <laughs> no what are you putting full time in quotes for um yeah we're also brought to you by joey the good boy is a good dog he's our oldest and best sponsor he sponsored us uh he sponsored us since before the podcast was live technically now schwat is begging my exhausted wife who's been taking care of children all day to shove the dog downstairs she said bring him down she said she'd do it oh i didn't see that okay uh yeah send him down oh i can hear her walking but uh no, nah, he, he funded us early on. We embezzled from him. Which one is my live one? This one. Hello. So I'm waiting for my wife to send down Joey the good boy. He what? He embezzled what? He's a good boy. We, we, no, we, we embezzled from him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see that dog. Okay. Amber says, lol, he doesn't want to move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Is that the door? No. Yes, it is. Joe, there's a good boy. Hey, Joey. Woo, Joey the good boy. You can see how messy my uh, basement is. Oh, Dan, I still have your vacuum. When do you want that back? Hi, Joey. Who's your good boy? Uh, it's, it's not my main vacuum. Yeah, it's your backup vacuum. Dan, uh, Dan borrowed me his vacuum when we had a fucking turkey jump through our goddamn window. Mm-hmm. You remember that? That was fucking crazy. Did I talk about that last week? No. That was, that was, that was like day one of quarantine. Here's oh, a my God. <clears throat> no, Wade, we do, we do own a vacuum. Uh, why did you have to bring me yours? Because you had just washed the filter. That's right. It was... Uh, 
<laughs> Jevin, more alarmingly, Dan has a backup vacuum. Don't you? We should have. Uh, yeah. yeah, our our vacuum. You have to wash the filters in it like once a month, and w- after you wash them, you can't use them for twenty four hours. So that morning, we had washed the filters, and then like four hours later, a fucking turkey dove through our window, like fucking kicked through that shit. <laughs> it was one of the scariest things ever. When it initially happened, once I realized it wasn't one of my kids being mortally wounded and it was just a stupid-ass turkey in my house, that was fine. Uh, and actually, Amber and I ended up, like, we're, we made out okay with insurance, so it wasn't that bad. But yeah, we're brought to you by Joey the Good Boy. We'll get one more shot of him in my messy basement. Immediately sleeping. Oh, yeah. He's our oldest and best sponsor. Uh, we're also brought to you by the talented designer, Mike Long. Uh, Mike Long's a designer out of Minnesota. He's talented and a very nice human person. And he designed all the graphics for us, everything you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, Schwartz has new pool? You need to use that money for it. Oh, yeah, like Clark Griswold. Insurance fraud. <laughs> <laughs> no, we made out... Uh, like, and you know how sometimes you're just like, why the fuck do I even have insurance? But they mm-hmm. they came through and did their part, so it was kind of cool. What are you drinking tonight, Dan? Uh, I accidentally already opened it, but uh, my dad went to... Dangerous man. Dangerous man today, and so I got a peanut butter porter. How is it? It's good. It's the ABV on that bad boy. Six. Well, that's not bad. Mm-mm. I'm. Uh, I already made my drink. I haven't felt like beer. I had two beers. Uh, well, Amber and I split two beers after I got off work. I didn't really feel like a beer, so I made a gin and ginger with a little bit of, little bit of lime. Ropes. 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 And uh, uh, bropes to all of you. Hey, what's up, Kibby? Hey, you have Roman games and turkey. Uh, yeah, it was fucking insane. And actually, Dan was on Discord with me. It was in the afternoon on like a Saturday or Sunday. And it was like, what, week one? Mm-hmm. No, I had to go over this last week because I went over how fucking crazy the beginning of our uh, our quarantine was. Didn't I? Oh, maybe, I? I don't remember you talking about the turkey. Anyway, maybe, yeah, I might. I'll talk about the turkey later because I'll. There's the the other part of our crazy beginning to our quarantine. Uh, it has to do with Rob's random topic, so I'll I'll talk about that later. Um, let's see. Accidentally already opened. I thought that was also funny. Dan told me the whole story while we were getting mm-hmm. set up tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember it. It was like you had, it was, it was logical in your brain, whatever it was. You're like, I'll open. Oh, I know what it was. Go ahead. Uh, like the barrel theory crowd was always like filled to bursting yeah. and like you pop it open and like sprays a little beer. So I'm like, I got out of the fridge. I'm like, Oh, let's open this in the sink real quick to make sure it doesn't fly all over my <laughs> computer. It worked out though, because I was planning on, uh, I was planning on having a drink already made. How's your week been, Dan? 
Oh, not too bad. I actually got to see Dan live and in person on mm-hmm. uh, what day was that? Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Yeah. This week has been weird for me. I kept thinking today was Tuesday. I don't know what this week has. Uh, I was telling Happa Blapper that earlier. He said this week's been really long for him. Mine flew by. I don't like it. Feels it does not feel like tomorrow's Friday. It feels like tomorrow should be two Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know why. But yeah, I got to yeah. see I got to see uh, Dan live and in person uh, while we mm-hmm. did some device collection. Oh yeah, on uh, Tuesday, and I also got to see Rolo live and in person because he, we all work for the same district and did some device collection. I'm self conscious too about my uh, on my nose. You can see like the it looks red. I don't know if you can see it, but on my webcam I can. That red line from that's where the top of my mask sits all day. And it's actually kind of tender there uh, from just having it tied down on my nose all day. Um, Not a big deal. I'm just noticing it on webcam. It's not like, oh, it's so painful. Poor me. I'm just, I feel self-conscious about my big red nose. Um, Yeah, I don't know why this week has flown by. I am. Uh, I'm currently really addicted to this game called Door Fortress, which I've played in the past. Um, but recently, it was really cool. There's so I have Door Fortress is like you play as a colony of dwarves and you mine into the side of a mountain, and uh, so I've mined into the side of this mountain, and then I have like a perimeter wall and and a couple of gates like to get into the side of the mountain where the fortress actually is. You have to like get through a few gates and a few perimeter walls because people will come and attack you. And so recently this team or not team, there's two forces that came to siege my fortress at the same time. It was the goblins and the elves and they ran into each other outside of my fortress. And so in the forest outside of my fortress, they had this huge battle and like, tons and tons of them died and this it's one of the reasons i love this game so much it's so nerdy but it's so fun because then you can go in and like export the world the whole the game's creating a world history for you all the time and you can go in and read about this battle that happened outside your fortress and you can see there's like a couple of elf nobles were in it and they were killed and one goblin noble was killed and then you can like read their you can go back through their history and see their lineage and where they came from. And it's very, very nerdy, like Tolkien esque reading like the Similarian and just like tracing mm-hmm. back all the histories of these people and seeing where they came from and it it's just a lot of fun to see like, oh, this guy came from here and he used to be or like you'll get migrant dwarves that'll come to you too, and it's like, oh, these dwarves came to me and one of them is actually from this. He was one of the few people who got out alive from this other dwarven town or fortress mm-hmm. that was like obliterated by the goblins in these wars that are always going on. But that was a, that was a cool thing in my week was these two opposing for Like if there, if anybody, if people come to siege me in this fortress I have going right now, I just lock all my gates down and everybody just stays inside. Um, and so they, like the siege will just kind of stay outside 
uh, for a season or two, and then they'll they'll usually leave because they can't get into your fortress. They like go all around it trying to find ways in. Uh, oh, and one other cool thing is one of my military who was on patrol got stuck outside the gate, and so he was just hanging outside the gate. And then four goblins eventually came up to my gate, and it, it made me think of Boromir from <laughs> Lord of the Rings because he fought off as many of the goblins as he could. He killed two of them, injured one of them pretty well. Uh, but it was eventually like killed. It's just, it's a very, very nerdy and very fun game. And that was like a, it was just a really cool thing. Cause I just let the game play and watch these two forces who were coming after me, but didn't know they were coming at the same time, like kill each other in this forest outside of my fortress. So that, that was one of the fun things for my week. Uh, other than that, I don't have a whole lot to say. I think all the chat left while I was talking about Dwarf Fortress, or it, they were really, it was really enrapturing. I'm not certain because nobody's chatting. Oh, that's got to be it. I'm sure. So it's, it's either that people were fascinated by it or they all left. Hey, Schwat enjoyed it. Thanks, Schwat. <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to bring up before we get into Rob's random topic. Wow. Mean wife. Mean. Amber, Amber's already heard about Door Fortress, so she just had to listen to it for a second time. Um, so last week I said I've been watching a lot more John Boy videos. Mm-hmm. But I he's making me – he's giving me ways to enjoy baseball that I didn't know were there. And it's made <laughs> – Amber says, listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's, he's giving me – he's like – he's teaching me about baseball and it's very fun. I'm no longer like on a string of videos of his that are like, this guy gets beamed and then he punches this guy and this guy gets ejected and this coach, you know, like those are mm-hmm. fun, but he's got all these videos that are like two or three minute long where he's explaining the minutia of baseball. And it's really fascinating. And so I was just wondering, uh, what you were like no (laughs) fart chair nobody nobody really taught me about or like watching the sport growing up it was like that guy hits a ball he gets to the base if he hits it out of the park it's a home run you know what i mean it was like the i understand the basics of baseball but Mm -hmm. him him explaining what's happening as you're watching like pitching you know and when somebody has a full count and how you can predict what they're going to pitch next based on what they've pitched previously that has been really fascinating and it's something that i never i've never ever paid attention to in baseball do you get what i'm saying you you never you never went below the like a fascia surface of sports like that yeah where it's you, you like you, you just saw Mark McGuire throw hitting dingers. Yeah, you it, didn't. That's a perfect. Like, you, you, like 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 the like the strategy and all that other stuff where it just seems like the manager's just what's the manager doing? He's just standing there. Yeah. Like, what, what, what could he possibly be doing? They're all adults. They all know how to swing the bat, but he obviously has a job, and it's like it, that, that's kind of what you're figuring out. It's yeah, and it's fascinating. It honestly mm-hmm. is fascinating to see like, um. This one I was watching yesterday was they had figured out that this pitcher had a tell 
Mm-hmm. And so once they once the guy pitching, somebody pointed out to him like they've figured out something, and it's John Boy is going through it, and you see like the pitcher. You can't see what he's doing, but you'll see his his hand move and his glove. And somehow the opposing team had figured out the movements that he was doing. They were able to predict like what kind of pitches he was throwing. So then the way the guy made up for that was he started to rattle his glove the whole time. Like every, he would shake mm-hmm. everything. I mean, he wouldn't do it this much, but he would shake everything while he was setting up the grip for his pitch. And I was just watching it like, man, that I, I appreciate that kind of obsession where somebody – Somebody is so into that sport and they want to win so bad that they've been able to watch obsessively enough to see like little, little movements mm-hmm. that are a tell for this guy. And then there was, yep. an- there was another one where it was a lot more obvious where like if, if this was my, my jersey, this is collectible science fiction, by the way, they rule. Um, if the guy had his hands down here, like below the line of his uh, team name, he was going to throw a curveball more than likely. And if he held it up here before, like everything in his pitch was the same, but except for where he was holding his hands. And if he went up here, he was going to throw a fastball. And these guys just got, it was like four runs off of him uh, by knowing what he was going to pitch. And you, and then John boy actually found a, a guy and like did the lip syncing or not lip syncing, lip reading. Mm-hmm. And you can see him say to, I think it's like the first base coach, or he says it to somebody. He's like, "If it's above, it's fast. If it's below, it's curve." And you can see his mouth say it like plain as day. Um, that stuff's been really interesting. He's also uh, one of the videos I watched of his was, I didn't know. So it was like the relationship between pitcher and catcher, and the catcher would give symbols that were saying we're switching up the signals because they would figure that the opposing teams like first base coach or somebody mm-hmm. could see and let the batter know what to expect. And so it was just so cool to see like the co- the catcher would put, like do some kind of hand motion and the pitcher would take off his hat and had like written down what they were changing up to. And he would like look at it and then put his hat back on and it was just, it's really, it's like this little secret part of baseball that I, is obviously not secret, but I never knew existed is there. And a lot, a lot of the stuff I'm seeing and it's like, oh yeah, well that's obvious that you would be able to predict pretty certainly that he's going to throw some kind of a fastball if it's a full count because he doesn't want to throw a ball trying to throw a curveball and walk him. Uh, which part? The... Most good pitchers don't do either of those things. I feel like I said a lot of things. Are you talking about looking in their hat at a co at a, at a codex? That's what I'm assuming. That seemed like I've never seen that before. That seemed way over the top. Oh, there was another cool one. Uh, okay. Either of those obvious tells. I didn't. The one guy's wasn't obvious. Like the guy where it's above or below his team name. That is. I can see that and figure it out. And that was kind of John Boy's point. He's like, anybody can see this. But the other guy, I couldn't, I don't know how you could make heads or tails of what, how he was switching his grip on the ball. I don't know. But somebody had figured it out. Um, the yeah, other I one. Was, I think it was Strasburg. Strasburg sounds right. 
But yeah, I think it was the Nationals during the World Series. Maybe. I, I can't remember. I've, he, I've never seen that video. Somebody figured it out and just told him to jiggle his glove, and then it was yeah. like not a problem after that. Yeah. Um, Schwartz says, scream the name of the pitch before throwing it. Fastball! Um, oh, the other one that I thought was really cool was this. John Boy, I don't know what year he put this video out or how many months ago or anything, but he said a new thing that catchers are doing that he's, and he talked about the, the catching coach from the Twins. He, he really liked that the catching coach from the Twins had been doing this. So instead of putting your glove where you want the pitch to go, you just keep your glove down and it's a way to trick the umpire. So even if you're throwing something that's not in the strike zone, pitch framing is what uh, Wallabeef says. You bring your glove up to it. So you catch it down here and then just bring your glove up. And then the ump is like, yep, that was in the strike zone. Cause he's looking at where your glove ends up and not actually where the pitch came in. Mm-hmm. That was another thing that was just like I I know I won't ever like baseball enough to notice that type of stuff, but it makes the game a lot more fun and a lot more compelling to watch for me to like once you learn to watch for that kind of stuff, it's it's it just makes it a lot more fun. And then I also I just I have an appreciation for how obsessed people can get with stuff where they're just they're trying to fit like how long has baseball been around over 100 years? Mm-hmm. So, but they're still figuring out like little ways to be tricky with this game. And that's like a new thing that people are doing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Kibby says there's a book that breaks down the batter's box. I think Ted Williams wrote it. Oh, and Wallaby says it's been around for over 150 years. Uh, Ted Williams story that my dad probably told me a couple times when I was growing up was like, he was standing in like the batter's box and he looked at it at the mound. He's like, I th- Joey's dreaming, by the way, if you guys can hear him barking. I'm sorry. Uh, the way the pitches were coming in, he's like, something's not right. So he told the ump to go out and measure the height of the mound. Oh, I think you've told me this before. And it was like off by like know, millimeters. But they had to like shrink the mound. Because he was standing higher? Yeah, so like it's so like it was so, outside of what the like the rule book said the mound should be a certain height. What does that give you as an advantage then? Leverage, because you're throwing down. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, there's been. Um, I'm trying to think of some. Well, I don't have to keep going through them. Anybody who is interested, you should check out John Boy because he's awesome. J O M, as in Mary. J O M B O Y. John Boy. Wall of Beef is the one who turned us all onto him, and mm-hmm. it's been. I don't. At first, I was just watching his videos because they're kind of entertaining for like the, like he breaks down fights or things like that. But this, this has been kind of more compelling. And it's like I was saying to you last week, I kind of want to watch baseball. It's fun to like, that's one of the things I love about MMA. Can you guys hear this dog? No. You can't hear that? No. Some compelling podcasting there. He's like really dreaming about something. 
Um, no dog is audible. Okay, sorry. I thought maybe you guys could hear him. Yeah, one of the things I love watching MMA for is, or just watching jujitsu or any of that, it's very fun Like when you start to learn how people are setting up, uh, how when you can watch somebody like set up for, you know, um, an anaconda choke or anything like that, but they're, you can see it like four moves ahead. It's really fun to like watch somebody as they're setting it up and then watch somebody's defense to it. And it's the same thing with footwork where you can, once you start to be able to watch a fight and see like a guy keep, like he keeps throwing this in a certain way the best example of it, some I can't remember who broke it down. Uh, I don't think it was BJJ Scout. It might have been Jack Black. Somebody broke it down. Jack Slack. Slack. Jack Slack. Uh, when um, uh, Darren Till's the one that got knocked out. Who's the... Oh, fuck, why can't I think of his name? Gamebred. What's his name? I cannot think of his name. Jorge Masvidal. Mm-hmm. When Jorge Masvidal knocked out uh, Darren Till, if you can find that breakdown... He throws this punch in the same way uh, three different times, and he ke- and he sees that Till drops his hand in the same way every time he comes in a certain way and throws the punch. And then on the fourth time, he changes his timing just a little bit and comes in and fuck it. I mean, he knocked him out cold. And when you can start to watch for like a, seeing a fighter is trying to set up a certain thing, and if they can get it off before they go to the corner or if the corner doesn't notice it, it, it's very fun. And so it's just been kind of cool that John boy is doing that. And so I want to try to, I want to try to watch a baseball game legitimately to see if I can start to pick up on any of it on my own is kind of, kind of where I'm, I'm saying like, I want to watch baseball. <laughs> uh, Cause it's, it's technically the exact same thing. Yeah. It's just two guys trying to knock each other out yeah the pitcher the pitcher and and hitter relationship is probably the most compelling um but then uh <laughs> amber says nemo's gonna like baseball he likes t-ball and he loves to like throw balls and play catch he also loves soccer um but soccer is another one i loved like to find some some videos that break down soccer because soccer to me it's always just like oh they're running around like I enjoy watching soccer, but I don't understand the minutia of it. So mm-hmm. it's been pretty fun. Neat. Neato, gang. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that I would actually enjoy baseball because I think a lot of it is kind of sitting around and waiting. I think I want to try to learn more about like what's happening in the outfield too. John Boy has a few where he breaks down like, why they threw I when you like I'm sure that when you hit a ball to like right field there's a base you're supposed to throw it to first probably yes uh but I don't know why that would be the case <laughs> Wallaby says lol Dan's eyes uh yeah I don't know I don't know why it would be the case or anything like that so I'd like to learn more about like what's going on in the outfield and why do they throw it here? And then why are there exceptions to that rule sometimes? And I'll put you on the phone with my seven-year-old nephew. <laughs> he, he could, 
explain that to you 100%. This is what I'm saying, though. It's like nobody explained any of this to me growing up. It was just you like... Know, it, it, it's funny because like, it's the antithesis of, of like me growing up. Yeah. Because we just played all the sports. Nope. We barely and, watched sports. Watched all the sports. Like, I, it's... Like, I, I, I grew up in all that stuff. Yeah. It... Javin says, I want you to live stream you watching a baseball game with your ideas and thoughts. Okay, I'll do that. What we're going to do is we're going to cut out the announcer audio. And I'll be announcing? I'll, me and you will announce. I'll you'll, 100% you'll be, do that. You'll, you'll be the, I'll be the color man. You'll be the guy who's supposed to have all the knowledge. Deal. That sounds very fun. We could do it because isn't Japanese baseball still happening right now? Or I Korean baseball? Korean. Yeah. We could watch a Korean baseball game and all they're, exp- like, they're not gonna give us a copyright strike for Korean baseball. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that would work. We'll watch a Korean baseball game and I'll do you'll be color and I'll, <laughs> I'll This might be this might sound stupid live. I'll say why everything is we why I think is everything. Well, we're not gonna watch a Korean baseball game live. Such a huge time difference. It might be early enough. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay, Wallaby ESPN's says broadcasting. ESPN's broadcasting. Of course they are, because it's the only sport happening. <laughs> that makes that makes sense. So ESPN is who has the rights. Whatever. Dang it. We you could just record the audio of it, and then people could put the game on on the same at the same time. Um, no, we'll, we'll just illegally stream it. <laughs> you have ESPN. Yeah. And then I'll just I'll I'll tell you what I think is happening. Mm-hmm. Um. Wallaby says we didn't watch the we didn't watch sports, and then he said that's probably why no one told you about the details of sports. Yeah, I don't know, but it's probably also the reason that I think sports are dumb and don't like them is because I don't I don't like them or I don't I don't understand them. So mm-hmm. I it's just it's made me want to try watching baseball and learning more about it because it's I didn't I've always thought baseball was so slow and like. Oh, there's a whole there's a whole game within this game going on that I didn't understand or appreciate. And maybe watching baseball will be more fun and more compelling. And then like my wife said, Nemo loves to like play T ball and run around and throw the ball. And so it'd be fun to also be able to teach him more about it if it is something he wants to get into. And and there's and there's such a great way for him to meet new people. Yeah, for sure. And baseball probably has a pretty low incidence of CTE. Especially since you can't, like, cream the catcher anymore, right? Uh, You can still get, like, a line drive your pitcher. But that's not until he's much older. Oh, yeah. Like, somebody hitting the ball? Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, there's going to be risks with anything. <laughs> While the beast is getting hit in the head by baseball. There is a really funny John Boy video where a guy like dives to catch the ball and he misses it and it just bonks him in the head. And he is like very clearly out of it, but going like, no, yeah, I'm okay. (laughs) All right. Should we move on? Let's do it. Okay. Wait, do you see that when I move that? Oh, you do. I got to fix yours so people can't see it. Uh... Phone personalization? Fuck off. So we only have uh, one segment on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait. Schwartz says, how old do you have to be before you can get in a baseball fight? Young as you want, I think. Yeah. 
We only have one segment on this podcast. Might change. Um, it's called Rob's Random Topic, mm-hmm. and it works like this. Once a week, Dan or myself will text our friend Rob mm-hmm. on, a, uh, on a group chat and demand a random topic. The rules of Rob's Random Topic are first thought, best thought, and what that means is that Rob has to text us whatever the first thing that pops into his mind is. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they're really compelling questions, and sometimes it's like, "What's your favorite pop tart?" Which is still like he, of- he texted salsa for like like five times in a row. We're like, "No, no, 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 no. We need a topic." <laughs> I just the word salsa. You can't just keep saying. People like to say salsa. Um. Yeah, if you out there listening have a random topic, you can always. Uh, Email your random topic to us at this might sound stupid at gmail.com or you could tweet it at us too, uh, TMSS underscore podcast uh, on Twitter. So at TMSS underscore podcast. We're still waiting for people to tweet their dad lists at us. Uh, nobody's, nobody's tweeted dad lists. Um, Dan is t- chatting in Twitch chat. So Kibby says, I always found sports more entertaining when I play the game rather than watch it on TV. Same. Except for MMA. Uh, and Javin says, there's baseball fights? They fight in those pants? And that was his uh, his fiance Katie, saying that. <laughs> they fight in those pants. I think those pants, they play sports in those pants, Katie. So they should, mm-hmm. you know, they run around and slide and they should probably be able to I mean, they don't like throw kicks. Most baseball fights are pretty pathetic, too. I have yet to see like a really. There's some. The Nolan Ryan one is one of the best. Those guys have animosity when the, some of those guys when they charge them out, and they want to hurt that man. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. What's Rob's topic? Rob's random topic. What is the worst and best experience you have had with a neighbor? You go first. Best uh, will go neighbor, a uh, neighborhood. What did you just say? We're going to go neighborhood. Okay. Uh, growing up on Beach Bank, Beach there Bank? Was probably. How do I? I can't do it. <laughs> no. Uh, I was probably 15. Like, families the same age. Mm-hmm. So, it was just chaos. What? Like, what's were... the age? This is back in Canada? Yeah, so, like, from, like, the second, like, when I was zero until I was uh, 11, I think I lived okay. there. Uh, so yeah, so we were just, you know, just always hanging out. All the parents were always just, you know, on weekends in the summer were drinking on someone's front lawn, just bring a cooler over and start drinking. Uh, someone put in a pool, then like six other people like decided to put in pools. So it just, then that just became a thing. You would just go to someone's house and get in their pool. Uh, one of the crazier things sports related, uh, cause we all played sports cause that's just the way it was because we were men. There was a street 
softball that the parents would all play. So like our street versus the uh, nine other close streets. They yeah. had like a had a league that would play every every weekend. They play each other. Uh, That's fun. So those, yeah, so those are those are always fun to go watch. <clears throat> and then uh, our our street would end up winning. Like most of the time, we'd end up like just taking the whole thing. And so like one of the the fun things to do is everyone would jump in the back of the, someone's truck. Yeah. And then you would, then you would drive around the other streets, and like rag on them because they lost to you. <laughs> Did you have like a best friend in Canada, in your neighborhood? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Kevin Kevin Winterton. Do you still talk to him? No. Do you talk to anybody from the? Because like you always talk about that neighborhood and how tight knit it was. Was it hard to leave when you were like eleven? That would have made me so sad. because uh, a couple of people that like there were, there were my or like my uh, Wait, close what? friends had already like moved away. So you guys moved in Canada. Yeah. you didn't come here until you were 14. Yeah. Okay. So you moved at 11 and then moved again at 14. Yeah. Man, that would have broke my heart. It broke my heart when my dad moved and I was 13. Yeah, like when we moved the first time, we didn't really move super far away. Yeah, but then you moved right. to a different country. Yeah, and that was just that, that was just what that just was what it was. What did, did your parents Talk, like, how did your parents talk to you about it? I think they said what... Like, my dad, like, won an award, and then they gave him a job at this 3M. Okay. And then that was just that was just kind of it. Like, hey, you know what? We're... We're going to move. <laughs> you guys are all so easygoing. You're just like, okay. Well, because I remember yeah. the only thing I really know about it is that you told me you were afraid that American schools were going to be like what you'd seen in oh, the yeah. movies. So you <laughs> like dangerous oh, yeah. minds. Oh, 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 there were guns, drugs everywhere. <laughs> like you're going to be going through a metal detector. Your your schools are frightening. That would be but hard. It wasn't, the, it wasn't the case. <clears throat> Woodbury, Woodbury was not too hardcore. <laughs> I feel like that would be really hard to move. So you don't talk to any of your like old neighborhood friends? Uh not not really. Like the I talked to people that were kids that grew up on that street. Um but like the ones that were like my age like had all like moved away. You t- where do you talk to them? What do you mean? Uh, like like when we're back in Canada and stuff cuz like Oh, okay. Like, like, like they like, cause like they were like their parents were like good friends with my parents, so it's something where, like, we see them. Like you see the you we'll see the at, parents. We'll be at their weddings, like that sort of thing. Okay. I got gotcha. you. All mm-hmm. right. What's your what's your worst? <clears throat> we had a. I feel like I know what, what your. What, I feel what, like what, I know what, what your worst is. Well, probably not. Can't think of what you think it might be. I've uh, known you longer than I've known my wife. When I know all your stories. When we were in our second house in Canada for a couple years, there was a a family that lived next door. Like they were they were they were nice. Like the, like the dad was super nice, uh, but the son was just a, a jag off. Jag off. Like, uh, 
and so like that caused like some tension like between like like my folks and his folks mm. but it, it was never anything like too too crazy I haven't, I haven't really had like a bad neighbor that i can think of i got a lot of bad neighbor stories <laughs> I thought you were going to tell the one, <clears throat> it's not technically like a next door neighbor, but when uh, Dan Chang came over to your house to eat dinner at your folks' place, oh, and like yeah, 10 minutes later, some, yeah, some guy came banging on your door, and your dad with his giant hands, Dan's dad has the biggest hands on anybody I've ever met. No, that's not true. There's I know of a guy. Dan's dad has giant hands, and Dan's dad said, if you don't, what did he say? It was like... You don't get out, get off my lawn. I'm calling the cops. Or your dad eventually yelled at him. And I always think, like, man, Bob is like one of the nicest people I've ever met. I would not want to see him yelling. Yeah, I had to call the cops. Oh, you did the call cop, the cops. Oh yeah, I called the cops, and the cops had to go to his house. And <laughs> so you they, can't harass your neighbors, you psycho. Yeah, they, they had a hard time explaining to him they can't get in his car and drive to someone's <laughs> house like that. What a nutcase! I think you've actually told that story on the podcast. I feel like I probably have. Um, best neighbor. What's the? How is the question actually phrased? Well, they they came over because uh, uh, I had a couple friends from high school that were coming over for my birthday, and one of them was quote unquote probably probably going like forty or something like that down the street, you know, residential street of thirty. Uh, and so he got his car, and this guy was like. Max, you know, like he had a sign out that said, watch out for kids or whatever those those signs say that are on someone's front lawn. And yeah. so he got in his car and he and he basically came to the front door. He's like, is that uh, is that Maroon Grand Prix yours? I'm like, no, it's not mine. I'm like, it's that guy's. And like, he, he, st- he started flipping out. And I'm like, yeah. But I'm, I'm just like laughing and my dad had none of it. I'm sure that Dan, I mean, he was like a 17-year-old kid. I'm sure he wasn't exactly going slow, but he wasn't doing like 50 or 60 down this 30-mile-an-hour street. No. And even if he was. Well, I'd be pretty pissed if somebody was doing like 55 and my kids were in my driveway. But we we have uh, teenagers in our neighborhood. They whip around this, like we're on curve on our street and they whip around that curve it makes me paranoid but i mean they're going 30 i'm sure they're not like speeding yeah i think i think he just percentage admitted, chance well, that he is adam's <laughs> that freak out guy in the future ah there's there's probably a percentage that's above 20 i think it's below 50 he beat up popcorn wielding christians earlier that's gonna be one of <laughs> that's gonna be one of my stories those motherfuckers uh, best neighbor. Just say Donnie. Oh, duh. <laughs> that, that <laughs> that's like such an obvious answer that I didn't even consider it. Uh, when I was 11 years old, my best friend Donnie moved across the street from me. Uh, and it was awesome. It was really, really, really fucking rad to have your absolute best friend in the whole world live across the street from you. It was also really cool because I didn't like, I had friends in grade school 
And then in like fifth grade, the friends I had got cool and I was not cool. Does that make sense? <laughs> of course it makes sense. <laughs> and that that really, really sucked. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. To have like my best friend was this kid named Sean Maxwell. And we were like best buds. The Sean Maxwell? The Sean that Maxwell. It's the coolest. <laughs> Uh, his dad, uh, played for the North stars. There you go. That uh, kid's already brought you to the moon, but he was just in, in fourth grade. He was like my best friend and we hung out together all the time. And then in fifth grade, he got cool and I didn't, and was like, wanted nothing to do with me. And so then in like sixth grade, I was just a loser and like, nobody really wanted to be my friend. Nobody wanted to do anything with me. And Donnie moved across the street from me and Donnie and I are the exact same kind of loser. I like just total best friends. And it was so, it was so relieving to have like, cause even in like fifth and sixth grade, I didn't really want to, I didn't want to kind of change to fit in with cool kids. Like I just, I wanted to do, I just wanted to be myself, I guess. And so that was really hard. Is like all these people were doing things and i i tried to do it for a little bit anyway like wearing their shoes in a certain way yeah (laughs) or attitudes or i mean it's sure whatever uh it was just really nice to have a friend who i could be totally myself around uh so i guess that's the best neighbor experience i was more thinking as an adult starter jackets were a part of it wade uh, I wanted to be cool so bad that I'll, all I wanted was a starter jacket, and the only one I could get was a Miami Dolphin starter jacket. It's not bad. <laughs> Dan Marino. So I got that. Um, the trying to like be cool and be somebody I wasn't was eventually like I think a big part of the reason I. It was a big part of what influenced the the choices I made that got me expelled as a kid. You know, it was just... It informed teenage Adam. Huh? It informed teenage Adam. What informed me? The, the, that experience informed what... Uh, you, I'm using the different definition of the word informed. It's sol- oh. Getting expelled and getting in all that shit solidified the fact that I don't want to change for... I don't want to change to fit in, which is what I was trying to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm, it, 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 you know, like a weird, weird tangent, like, and like a, a thing that I don't know if it's like a hundred percent would have helped, but like, like sports, like, if, like, that's like a, it's like a weird thing that like, cause, cause it, it gives you a different group of children to be around that aren't those kids. Well, I played sports. Yeah, but I would say like like as it's like like as if you if you're not going to like to like elementary school or like middle school with those kids that you're playing sports with, they don't know who you are in, in middle school. Mm. Like it, it 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 it's like a you get to be. I mean, I, I played know. I played hockey from like second grade through seventh. I played hockey for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and really liked playing we, we hockey. Have, we, we're like we ever we ever like friends with those kids. Outside the ring. It was the same thing. It was like I was friends with them until like fifth grade. I don't, I can't, I honest to God can't tell you what happened. And it's like something like, like, that like I, what the, 
the what, thing was. what the catalyst was. It's something I wonder yeah. about with like with my own kids. Like, how am I going to talk mm-hmm. to them about it? Because I have no fucking clue. It was like one summer we were all just buds doing shit, and then the next mm-hmm. summer it was like I'm I wasn't cool and it was like what the fuck is cool like i just i don't i still i'm 34 years old i still don't get it i mm-hmm. don't get it yeah like it's, it's, it's so, such a it's such a weird nebulous thing because it's like like i wonder what yeah like it's it's it'd be interesting to go back to the time machine and see exactly what i don't know i'm sure people have written books about it and people know what it was but i don't know what changed but it was like mm-hmm. even even in the hockey team it was just like i wasn't cool and i like i've always told you when i quit hockey i remember one of the dads coming in and yelling at us we were in seventh Mm -hmm. grade and he's like freaking out about stuff and our coach had our co i loved my coach our coach was a really nice guy our coach had to like kick this kid's dad out of the locker Mm -hmm. and i can still remember being a kid and thinking like this dude knows i'm not gonna like play professional hockey right i have asthma I'm not particularly athletic. Like it just got to this point where it wasn't fun. It was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to try this hard. And that was one of the things that was like, well, then you're not cool. And it was just like, okay, well, I just, I won't do it. It's not, it's not something I feel like I need to do, mm-hmm. but no, like getting expelled and all the other stuff that came with that. I was just trying, I was trying to figure out how to be cool, but it just made me miserable and depressed and, do a bunch of stupid shit and I hated it. Uh, my mom still tells the story about a day I came home and I was like, I don't, I I'm done. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I don't give a fuck. I don't like, I don't care. Uh, and it was after I had gotten expelled and all that. And I was just like, I'm just going to do things that make me happy. I'm and like, but that was something that really solidified. Like, I don't, it's not that I don't want to change for people. It's, I mean, I would, I I don't think I would have a relationship that's lasted as long as I have if I didn't change and and grow Mm -hmm. as a person. But it's like, I don't want to, I'm not going to do things that make me uncomfortable or make me feel weird just to fit in. Mm -hmm. And that was, yeah, that was, but that was the nice part about Donnie and him living across the street was like, I never, ever felt. I never, never for one second, Donnie or Matt or any of the friends I have now, and we have a really good, awesome, I'm so thankful for like our close knit group of friends. Nobody has ever made me feel like I have to be anything other than me. And I'm, I, 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 I get that I can be hard to be friends with. I'm, I'm obsessive and I'm very stubborn. Uh, like I just, I get that I can be hard to be around. And so I'm just, I'm very grateful for like the friends that I do have. Does that make sense? Yeah. But that was, that Donnie was, Donnie was the first friend like that for me. And then Matt, who's Vita Manderson. I don't know if he's in chat is Donnie's cousin. And those two, it was like, I didn't have to do, I just had to like totally be my normal weird ass self. And it was awesome. So yeah, that that's probably the best neighbor experience I've had. <laughs> I was trying to think of as an as an adult, uh, and the only one I can think of as an adult, I don't Green really, Avenue guys? huh? Grand Avenue guys above you? Fuck yeah! 
I can't think. Like I've never ever talked to any of my other neighbors. We had a we had a actually I just remembered this guy. We had a crazy guy across the street when we lived in Woodbury One. You remember Woodbury One? Yeah, they worked out in his garage. Um, huh? No, I don't know. Well, so <laughs> Amber and I always refer to our apartments in Woodbury because we lived in Woodbury for a little bit when we were in college, and we refer to it as Woodbury One and Woodbury Two because we ref- we lived in two different places in Woodbury. And they were both in Eagle Valley. Uh, Woodbury One, there was a guy who lived across the street from us, and like was he was just insane. Uh, and like at one point, I was I was on the phone or something, like standing in front of my window and just look like absent-mindedly looking out of my window while I was on the phone and this guy started yelling up at me he's like hey motherfucker what are you looking at and like I didn't fully realize that he was yelling at me at first I totally forgot about this guy they like they had their garage so full of shit you couldn't get into their garage like if you Mm -hmm. they would have to open their garage and come out of the front and like meander through their garage to get things they were like crazy hoarders but they weren't bad neighbors he was just like a psycho um and they eventually got kicked out for some reason for dogs or something. Maybe Amber remembers. Uh, she also brought up our West St. Paul neighbor. Uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. He was a cool dude. He was just very nice. He was just always really friendly. And he, uh, if if he made it out before us, he would always snowblow our like entire walk. He's he several times snowblowed our whole driveway. He was just a really nice guy that was like our age, and he was just super friendly. Nice. Um, but yeah, I can't like, do you talk to your neighbors where you are now? Not, not much. There'll be like the the occasional, like pleasantry if, yeah. um, if we're both kind of in our back areas, driveway, like, yeah. Open. yeah, exactly. I always uh, make the joke that it. my favorite neighbors are like neighbors, neighbors I don't have to talk to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's me with my neighbors. We're on friendly terms. Like we'll wave and we'll say hi or like, Hey, how are you doing? And things like that. But like they keep their lawns nice. They're quiet. Like I don't, I don't ever have to like, I'm never annoyed with them. And it's the best neighbors is like, yeah, they don't want to be buds with me. Like Amber and I have this guy who we call talks a lot guy. <laughs> uh, because anytime you walk by him, if he's in his driveway, you're like, fuck this dude. Like we're out on a walk and it's especially weird right now during social distancing, but we're just out on a walk. Like, I don't want to stand and talk to you, dude. I don't, I'm just not built that way. I don't want to stand and gab at the end of your driveway, man, about mm-hmm. whatever. I don't, I, I don't, it's not, it's literally nothing against you. I just, I don't have, I don't, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't have any interest in it. Um, but yeah, the best neighbors that we had after college, Amber and I for like five years lived in, these apartments on Grand Avenue and Grand Avenue is a, it's like, what would you call it, Grand Avenue? And it's like a, like a hipper place. I have no idea. Trendy. Sure, yeah. Trendy works. Somebody give me a word. It's like a trendier place in St. Paul. Um, yeah. And it like, there were bars by us and there was like really good restaurants by us, but we lived in this apartment with like all these people who were kind of just like us, uh, and we had the, they, we literally called them the guys upstairs. I can't remember any of their names now, 
but they were just like we would go out on our balcony and they'd be they were kitty corner to us up on their balcony and we'd like talk to each other we'd like throw each other food and then eventually we got to the point that we were just like drink with them or smoke dope with them or like they were just really awesome nice guys mm-hmm. um when you say we would smoke dope with them you meant you would yes <laughs> and this was 10 years ago so i th- i think that uh statute limitations Oh, Amber says she ran into one of those guys at the midwife at the clinic. He's having a baby. Was it the yoga guy? I hope that guy's having a baby. He was so nice. Eric, that was his name. Was it yoga guy? Anyway, they were just, they were like, like one of the dudes was this, he was just like, he was this kind of guy that's like, hey man, how's it going, man? Like he was just like that, like laid back, almost hippie vibe. And Mm -hmm. he did a bunch of pottery and like gave us bowls and uh <laughs> nice guy oh it was it was nice guy was it was it pottery dude they were just awesome dudes they were like genuinely very friendly if you ever were like we never had a case but i never would have felt uncomfortable going like guys i gotta get up in the morning like can you keep it down they would have been they would have felt bad they were just like the nicest dudes uh yeah they were the, I mean, they were hands down in my adult life, the best neighbors I ever had. Uh, Vitam Anderson said, what about vampire drug dealers? They at Woodbury too, they lived below us and we could never figure it out. We never, ever saw these people ever, but they Perfect had, neighbors. they had like all of their lights at night were purple. Mm-hmm. It was like almost like grow lights. If you know what those look like, you couldn't see inside, but you could see like the reflection in the blinds. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that I, they weren't bad neighbors. They weren't good neighbors. They were just like, uh, JR <laughs> says, I, I, why I, did you send I, me this invite? I, I, I just sent him the link in discord. He's probably super <laughs> confused. <laughs> I really like that. Um, and then uh, Kibby at one point said, is this a Zoom thing? <laughs> it's through Discord, Okay, oh, okay Boomer. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, JR coming out of nowhere and saying, why did you send me this invite? Because I can, I can hear JR saying it, and it really got me good. If you don't know JR, it's probably not funny. But I can hear I can hear his tone saying it, and it really got me. Um, Kibby at one point said it's hard for me to make friends too. Yeah, man, it it's I don't know. It's tough if you're weird and you don't know how to be around people, which is how I feel. And I felt more that way as I've gotten older. I I've gotten more self conscious as I've gotten older. Um, my worst neighbor does he just say experience or like worst neighbor? experience what room is dan in it's one of his natics this is my library <laughs> it's it's dan natics attic um worst neighbor experience i have a lot of bad neighbor experiences we had when amber and i lived in Vadness heights 
we had this, I don't know what the fuck this dude would do. He was so loud and he lived above us and him and his girlfriend would have like screaming fights. Uh, one of the fights I had just gotten my car washed and like we were so broke. We had just started college. Amber and I moved out when we were like freshly, freshly 18. I think I'd been 18 for like a week or two when I moved out. We had like no money. Also, oh, she was still 15 then. <laughs> And I had just gotten this car wash, which, I mean, it sounds stupid now because it was like my Ford Taurus had just gotten car washed. And, uh, but it was, it just felt like a lot of money. And he, his girl, they got in some big ass fight and it was more like around breakfast time. Uh, and he went out on his balcony and like yelled at her and threw a full plate of eggs and bacon down at her. And it hit my car and went like all over my car. And I was like, what the fuck, man? So I went up and like knocked on his door. I was so nervous. And I was like, dude, I thought it was pretty funny <laughs> when you threw the like the plate at her. But I had just gotten my car washed. And it's all over my car. And this I was like genuinely anxious because this guy was nuts. But he gave me money for the car wash. <laughs> Uh, that's, a, that's a good neighbor experience. I guess like that's a good experience, but I still remember like I was so anxious, but I was like, man, I just got this thing washed. That really fucking bums me out. Um, but they were, they were just bad because they were just, I, it sounded like sometimes it sounded like they were rolling weights across the floor or something. It was like, they were just so loud, like octagonal weights. CrossFit. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was selling drugs too. He was just, that apartment, Not a good person. that apartment sucked. It was like what as cheap as we could afford. It was right off of, I mean, you could throw a rock from our balcony and hit a major highway. <laughs> um, we saw drunk drivers hit the median one time and then they hopped the median and ran across the highway and came and sat in our parking lot. And so Amber and I called the cops on them and watched them get arrested. Uh, that, that place was a trip. Um, another story that pops into my head is actually from when I was a kid. We had this neighbor, Matt, if you're still in there, do you remember us talking about Shirley growing up? Shirley was the lady who like one year for Halloween, she hand that handed out peanuts, but like not, sh- not even shelled peanuts, like handfuls of peanuts. Uh, another year she just gave out handful. <laughs> he said peanuts before I got to it. Uh, no, I haven't got to popcorn lady yet. Um, one year she gave us pennies. Shirley was a, f- she was a fucking troll. Uh, my dad has this great story of her. It's like Sunday morning, real early in the morning. Shirley was also, she had, have like, you ever seen somebody's nose who's an alcoholic when it gets all purple and bloated? Mm-hmm. She had a nose like that. It's like early Sunday morning. My dad's out on the deck having a cup of coffee. Uh, and like my dad is, he was trying to be a nice guy and had asked her like, Hey, do you care if we put a fence in? And she said, no. And if you put a fence in, I'll sue you. My dad put a fence in and it's like, you, we don't have to have your permission to put a fence in. I was just being polite to see if you like wanted the fence in a certain way. Uh, but he, <laughs> he was out having coffee and they had these like vines that would grow across the fence with flowers and any of the flowers that had grown through to her side of the fence, she was out there. He said she had a mixed drink, like a cocktail already Sunday morning, and was just out there cutting the heads of flowers <laughs> off of the plant. 
just fucking like fuck you steve fuck you steve cutting off these plants uh that story always makes me laugh because i remember shirley and she was a psycho matt remembers her and he didn't even live by her but that the idea of like sunday morning and you have some mixed drink in your hand clinking around and you're out there fucking cutting the heads off of these flowers like i'll show you steve um but recently i had what i think is my most bizarre and uh, in my opinion honestly crazy Mm -hmm. like legitimately crazy and if i told this story last week somebody's gotta stop me because otherwise i'm set to tell it again but our first so during the quarantine the first weekend of quarantine so we did the first week and then it was the weekend and i got sick uh, and had a fever of like 101 or 102 and I quarantined myself in the basement and Amber, poor Amber had to take care of all of the cooking and cleaning and all the kids by herself for a whole weekend. Cause it was at like, it was near the height of like coronavirus, crazy, scared, scariness. Um, and so I just, I didn't go around anybody and I spent the whole weekend in the basement. Um, so that was our first weekend. The second weekend was when the fucking turkey jumped through our goddamn window. And that was that was bizarre, but it was terrifying for the moment. I was on Discord with Dan and it was lo- like this mic is directional. So if like I move it, oh my god, that was loud. If I move it, you can't hear me that well. Mm-hmm. You guys couldn't hear Joey yipping and barking when he very clearly was. The turkey jumping through the window upstairs like way over there was loud enough that Dan and Discord heard it through this mic. It was so loud. And I was sitting there talking to Dan, and I heard that noise, and I, I was just like, what the fuck was it? And, like, threw all my shit off. And the, like, I don't know how many seconds it takes me to get upstairs. Probably five. It's some of the scariest seconds I've ever lived because the, I thought – because then I heard my son start bawling. And I thought for sure – Oh, the other part is it was nap time, which means that my wife is with my daughter and Nemo's, he's not like free to roam, but he can go out in the other room and kind of be by himself and could do some stupid shit that a three-year-old would do. So I thought for sure I was going to come upstairs and Nemo was going to be like gushing blood. I remember thinking I was mad at myself for not wearing a belt because I was like, if I need a belt to like wrap around, you know, if his like leg or something is bleeding terribly, I could strap it down to the belt. And I remember thinking like, fuck, I'm not wearing my belt. Where's like, where's my belt as I was running upstairs. And then I get upstairs, my wife, who's like five, one tiny holding both of our kids. And she never swears. And she just looks at me wide eyed and goes, there's a fucking Turkey in our house. And I was like, what? And I look over and there's just a Turkey banging its head against our sliding glass door. And at that moment, everything, everything calmed down for me. I'm usually pretty, oh, I'm sorry. Amber's five, two. Uh, I'm usually pretty calm in, in like really extreme moments. I had quite a few when I worked at Cornerstone, but like really extreme things kind of calm me down. Not, they don't, I don't know. I get, it was just like, oh, there's just a turkey. And so I just told Amber, I was like, just bring the kids and the dog in the bay. Oh, I actually, I had this. I had the frame of mind to come downstairs and tell you everything was okay. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, Dan's still on Discord. He probably thinks like all hell's breaking loose over here. 
So I, I left the turkey up there and came down and was like, Dan, there's a turkey in my house. I got to go. Uh, I closed all our blinds because the turkey was too stupid. I kept trying to get out other windows. And I didn't like we have a big, beautiful picture window. I didn't want it to break all of our other shit. So I closed all the blinds and got our baby gate. I closed all the blinds and opened all the doors and then like corralled it uh, out of our front door. And I hope that turkey died a long, slow death. Then the next weekend, the, the next weekend was probably at like the most anxious and scared about coronavirus I've been. It was like the very peak, like everything was shutting down. Nobody was going to work. No, like everything was happening. And it's the afternoon and I'm putting our daughter down for her nap. So I, I have like a, a wrap that goes around my shoulder and then she sits in the wrap and I like bounce her and she just goes to sleep. Um, turkey's in the mist. <laughs> um, so she's like, she's got her head against my chest and I'm watching these, these neighbors that are like a few houses away from us over that way. Um, they're going around door to door to people with stuff. And like the people who live right across the street from us are, they're older. I'm going to guess they're in their seventies, if not eighties. And these people who are going door to door are for sure in their late seventies, if not mid eighties, but they're like hobbling around door to door. So they get to the door of Steve and Karen who live across the street from us who are older and they like, you can tell that Steve is like, he's too polite to say go away, but he's like standing in the doorway, like back from them. And they're trying to hand stuff to Steve. Like during the peak of this fucking coronavirus COVID pandemic, they're going around door to door. And I was like, what are these motherfuckers doing? And I'm watching them go door to door. And then I watch them. They're coming up my driveway and my, I'm like, my daughter is just getting to sleep. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But the dog is outside. So they're going to ring the doorbell. That'll be fine. That won't wake Aurora up. Joey won't bark because he's outside. So that won't wake Aurora up. So I'm like bouncing her. And you, through that big window I was just talking about, like they can very clearly see me as they're coming up the driveway. Like they can see I'm holding a baby, trying to get this baby to sleep. They don't care they come to my doorbell or they come to my door anyways, ring my doorbell. And then when I didn't answer the doorbell, they knocked on the door and I ignored that. And I'm like, what are you doing? You, you looked right at me. You can see I'm trying to put a baby to sleep. So then when I didn't come to the door, this fucking crazy old lady comes to my window and starts like, not, not like a light little, like, like flat palm is banging on my window. It was so insane. It still makes me crazy to think about. I had to yell at this because now Aurora's up, starts crying. I had to yell at this woman, go away. Like I was yelling through my window and hand motioning like, go away. I don't want to talk to you fucking psycho. It still makes me mad. And so finally she's like, okay, okay. And is like goes away and her and her husband are leaving our driveway. And at that point I was furious went out because Aurora's crying. I also think it's insane that they're going door to door during this pandemic. And they, it was, they had left something for Palm Sunday. So there were like palm fronds 
and homemade popcorn on my front step and I fucking kicked that shit like way out into my yard and yelled at them. Thanks for waking up my fucking daughter. What's the matter with you? And then like, and they like, were like, Ooh. I was so mad and it's hands down the most bizarre and most aggravating experience I've ever had with a neighbor. It's even now it's like months later. It still pisses me off that this nutcase. And the thing that really pisses me off about it, or one of the things is that they're like, they're going around like, Oh, we're good Christians or whatever. I don't Palm Fron, Palm, Palm Fron, Palm Sunday is Christian or Catholic or something. I don't, I still don't really know what the difference between Christian and Catholic is, but they're going around like doing their good Christian thing. But it was so important to this lady that like, we know that she's the one that left the Palm fronds and popcorn that she, like she had to make a big scene about it. Whereas if you're just really actually genuinely trying to be friendly and nice and like do that thing, you don't give a fuck if people know about it or not. It just, it drives me nuts. It's so bizarre to me to do that. And I, mm-hmm. I think it's one of the few things I've genuinely seen that I can, I feel like I can describe as insane because it was during a pandemic. I also think it's ju- it would just be insane no matter what to go start banging on a person's window. <laughs> It's crazy, mm-hmm. but that is, that is, uh, that's my, that's my worst neighbor experience. I would say we've had other things that were annoying. Uh, oh, that's right. Amber just said she, ch- she chatted with Amber the other day when she walked by our house and said she was worried we were, we had COVID because the cops had been there the week before from the Turkey. So the very old lady wanted to talk to the sick people. There's they're nuts. Not all religious people are nuts, but some are and fucking those people are. They are bananas. That's crazy. Mhm. The only other like really annoying neighbor thing Hey, <laughs> says she is super nuts. Uh I can just remember um our neighbors in West St. Paul would let their dog bark to get in, but they wouldn't let it in right away. So it would just sit mm-hmm. up there and bark and bark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were several times where I yelled, shut your goddamn dog up. Because mm. it had just been barking forever. They probably didn't like me as a neighbor either for yelling. Eh. Yeah. Uh oh yeah we had a family who would burn garbage that was also in West St Paul they were right next door to us that was weird because it would st- st- like everything would stink like melting plastic they'd take all their garbage out back and burn it which I'm pretty sure is illegal right seems like it should be I I one night we were all in my backyard all the movie night crew and I was drunk and I just very loudly complained about it on like a night that was loud enough to have windows open. My very Mm -hmm. passive aggressive. I just like loudly complained about it. Uh, And then they only did it very sparingly and like way late at night or things like that. They didn't kind of do it regularly. Happoblapper says, yes, it's illegal to burn garbage. (laughs) I was almost certain. But yeah, I don't know. I don't feel bad for yelling at that old lady, nor do I think I should. That was weird. Correct. <clears throat> I can't think of anything else. 
I've mostly had good neighbors. It's like all my neighbors here except for that crazy old couple. Oh, yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, Matt says nap time is sacred. I think, I mean, that's one of the things I said is like, just don't mess with my kids, man. It, And that was the thing that got me to yell at the other people for their dog was they their dog barking would wake my son up from nap or from bed. And it was just like, fuck. Do you, and our son was hard to get to sleep our daughter has not been you know knock on wood our daughter has not been hard to get to sleep but nemo was hard to get to sleep so you would like battle for nap time or battle for bedtime and then their stupid fucking dog would wake him up that would piss me off i can't think of anything else aside from those 20 examples javin says (laughs) we also had these really great neighbors when we lived in eagle valley uh these these uh these three dudes who would throw really rad parties Javin I call them neighbors though. Like they they lived too many streets away. No, they were in my neighborhood. I could very there were, there were more acquaintances. I could be smashed and walk home from their house. Mm-hmm. That was also a very fun time in our lives. We all worked at Best Buy and we lived in Eagle Valley. Uh oh, I also had a very awesome neighbor when we lived on Grand Avenue. His name was Mike Long. Uh he lived he lived a block and a half from me. That was really cool. Could just walk down the alley and hang out with Mike. I miss that here. That's where I really want. Uh, I re- and was. I don't know what you're responding to, Javin. Soup can phones. Uh, I want. I really want us to do the 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 friend cul de sac. We're just all of us live in the house on 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 the cul de sac. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Won't ever happen. But it was like when we lived in Woodbury too. You also. I mean, you lived right by us. In Woodbury one. And, well, yeah, both Woodbury's. You were closer yeah. to Woodbury, too, technically. <laughs> Tur- correct. Um, but, yeah, when we lived in Eagle Valley and Javin and Wallabeef and 36 Ninjas had basically the party house, that was awesome. That was also where Movie Night was born. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, I would consider them pretty good neighbors. I But I, I feel like I told a bunch of stories, but mostly I, I've just had – good neighbors yeah i've I've, I've for the most part just had good neighbors most people are normal Mm -hmm. our neighbors here besides those religious nutcases are uh they're really nice and they i don't know they don't besides talks a lot guy they none of them ever kind of want to stand and talk to me for a long time i got one guy over here his name is david he's really nice he'll talk to you for like 30 seconds or a minute like he'll he'll shoot the shit with you for a minute like and then be like all right take it easy like he gets that you're you want to go do stuff whereas mm-hmm. talks a lot guy will just talk a lot he's hence the name mm-hmm. you got anything else on that Mm-mm. should we move on sure i'm really glad i didn't put that hoodie on by the way i would have been way too hot <laughs> you're all worked up Javin, what were you saying and yes to? I do get worked up. I That is so crazy for so many reasons, and it just makes me angry. Like, why are you like that? The Two weekends later, they had some sort of deal where they had a bunch of people. They had a sign in their front yard that was very clear. What are you doing over there? Huh? They had a sign in their yard that was very clearly telling people to honk as they drove by and i think it was for a birthday 
but they also had a bunch of uh, card tables set up in their driveway and they were handing out stuff to people who were stopping and getting out of their car and talking to them. It was bizarre to me. The resurrection of Jesus? I don't know what it was. It was Easter. Could have been for Easter. Holy shit, there's 15 text messages in that chain? What is Pat texting about? Who knows? Stop looking at it. I'm not looking at it. I'm going to my email for the the next thing. You being wasted and walking home. Oh. <laughs> there were many times. I never did it. I always wanted to. When we were, I would walk from... Uh, so Javin and Wall of Beef and 36 Ninjas had a house in the same like apartment or like townhome complex. Uh, and I would walk by the communal pool and I, I was always smashed and I was always like, I should jump the fence and swim. It's probably a good thing I never did. But yeah. I, I walked home from their place many a night uh, and it was great because it was like, oh, cool. They're having another party. I can just, oh, and Ryan Corder also lived there. It was just like, I can go get smashed and like, I know I can stumble home from here as long as fucking Melissa psychopath isn't throwing rocks at me. Uh, half of Lever says, is that when he got lost in the woods? No, that was, I was day drinking with Tyler and Falbo, I think. And I got, huh? Yeah, over in Oakdale. I got drunk in the way that I will get drunk if I drink whiskey. Uh, and I got really convinced that nobody liked me or wanted to be around me. And so I left and didn't have any shoes and got lost in the woods and had to text you and, or I called you and Matt and was like, Mm -hmm. I'm lost. And I don't, I don't know what I did. I gave you streets or something. Because eventually I found a street. I don't know. I was lost, and you guys found me somehow and took me home. Mm-hmm. Yes, Matt. That was when you and Dan, you just came and picked me up. Matt also rescued me. Matt has rescued me twice uh, while being drunk. I also spent a lot of time, uh, not a lot of time, but a good period of time not drinking at all. And I very, I stay away from whiskey mostly because I think whiskey can make me unpredictable. Uh no, yeah, Matt, I found a house that was being built and there were a bunch of ladders in it and I was I was setting them up and climbing all over them and shit. Uh, there was another time where I got drunk in River Falls and got uh, it was the same thing. I get drunk and I get convinced that like everybody's against me and nobody wants me there. Uh, and I texted Matt and this, like, River Falls is not close. What's How far is River Falls? A half an hour? 15 minutes. Is it? No, it's further than 15 minutes. 20? It's not 30. I don't know. But still, but still. It was like, at whatever point? whatever Lee Hyatt's house was. I was out there, and I got, I got, like, real quick, I got miserable. Like, fucking hated existence and wanted to go home. And it was, I mean, it was late. It was, like, midnight or 1 in the morning, and Matt drove out and picked my ass up. Matt's a good dude. Love you, buddy. Matt's rescued me twice from being too crazy drunk. I've also gotten drunk at St. Patrick's Day and walked home from downtown St. Paul because of the same crazy thing. And it's <laughs> one of the reasons mm-hmm. I don't really drink like that anymore. Yep, you left my parents' house. Oh, I did that too. That was you guys. That was you guys and Amber. I got convinced nobody wanted me there. Mm-hmm. and I le- And nobody knew where I went. 
Yeah, I don't know. Huh? It's watered off. I I don't know. It's it's something that whiskey does, and it's I don't really ever get drunk. Like I'll have a drink, but I don't really get drunk anymore because I I don't I don't like who I am. Or it's just too unpredictable. Hmm. All right. And Javin says River Falls is a good 30 minutes from Woodbury. Especially from where Matt lived. I think Matt was living with his parents at the time. Or he was living with Justine maybe, which is even further. If he was in Cottage Grove. All I remember is thinking like, what, what an awesome dude Matt is. He came out here and rescued me while I'm mm-hmm. miserable. It was there was something weird too. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, it was it was not fun. Uh, okay. So we're gonna go to the emails for a topic. I think we're gonna grab one of Kibby's here. This might sound stupid at gmail.com. If you have a if you have a random topic you want to email us, uh, email us. This might sound stupid at gmail.com. You could tweet at us uh, at tmss underscore podcast. You should at least follow us because then you know when we're live. You'll know when we do our color commentary for Korean baseball. I actually genuinely want to do that. Oh no, we're doing it. Okay, good. I think it would be funny to have me try to say what I think is happening and why people are doing certain things. I'll eat a little Korean barbecue. Have some kimchi. I got kimchi in my fridge right now. It's delicious. <laughs> Kimmy says, woohoo. Um, okay. This random topic comes from Kibby. Hey, guys, here's a topic for you. What is by far the, the worst experience you... Wow, another worst of, best of. Oh, worst experience you have had on a vacation or on a night out with friends. Amber, are you still there? What's a bad vacation we've had? I fucking hated San Francisco. That city sucks. I don't ever want to go back there. But that wasn't a bad uh, vacation. That city just ter- sucks. Terrible friend experience. Um, I, 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 <laughs> Me getting drunk and wandering. I was going yes, to say, I was getting whiskey at him. The, the only time I've ever almost punched you. Yep. That, w- that uh, was the one that got me to stop drinking for a long time. That was, I made my, I think she was my fiance at that point. You were in grand, so it might have been. It was very close to fiance, but on her mm-hmm. birthday, I made her cry. And then and then wouldn't let it go and was just being a total asshole. Neither Amber or I or Dan can remember what it was. All, But I, what I do remember is waking up the next day and feeling like a monster and like, like I, I, a, I, and I remember her like like doing the the wide eyed amber look at me like a like oh my god like he's what, what the fuck is happening? I remember apologizing to Amber and then just like saying I'm not going to drink for a while. Oh, it was not. Yeah, I, I, I not remember good. like standing on the corner being like. Well, I walked you back you to your car what? at some point too, and yeah. you were like, "You yeah, are yeah, like, you fucking." Like, you were paying up, attention. Dude. I was like, "You gotta." No, I remember walking. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta go like say you're sorry to your wife or like yeah, you that's say you're sorry to Amber. That's what I you're remember. Like, you're like whatever or something like that. I'm like, oh god. I'm well, out, I probably I was probably being an asshole about it at the time, but I remember walking back to the car with you, like walking you back to your car, 
and being like, I don't think I've ever made Dan mad at me. <laughs> I must be doing something really bad. And then, so yeah, that, that, I think it's funny. Friend experience. I think it's funny that none of us can really remember what it was. Yeah, making Dan, <laughs> Vitamin Anderson says that's a tough task. Making Dan mad is hard. Making yeah, Dan, making Dan, real making Dan crabby is not hard. Yeah. Crabby Dan sucks, but making, I think that's the only time I've ever seen Dan like mad. Um, what was it? What uh, night out with friends? I don't know. Bad I event or bad, bad vacation. Yeah. Amber just said, Hmm. When I asked her, uh, I really hate getting sunburned on vacation because that, that seems to kind of ruin like the beach part of it so that, that's that's always a bad experience for me i have a bad when, experience when enough like sunscreen on we went up to vitam anderson's cabin me matt and donnie uh this was years ago and the very first day we were there we went out <clears throat> on superior on the beach and uh I put on sunscreen and Matt and Donnie literally made fun of me for it. And I was like, all right, but you guys are going to get sunburned. And they're like laying on floaties out in the water and they got fucking crispy and were miserable assholes to be around the rest of that trip. Yeah, Matt, the skin peeled off our bones. It, they got so badly sunburned and we all had to, sh- cause Matt, we all had to share a bed. So you know how hot you feel when you get sunburned? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if their cabin has AC. I just remember thinking, like, these two dudes are so miserable. But then it was extra miserable because they were, like, mad at me the rest of the weekend because I wasn't sunburned. And so, like, we're going around town, like, getting ice cream and stuff, and they're just, like, creaky skinned. <laughs> it wasn't that. I mean, it wasn't, like, a, a bad experience. But I just remember thinking, like, I mean, they got cooked. And it was funny because they, and to their credit, they both admitted like it was funny that they made fun of, they made fun of me for like, oh, don't you want to put on some sunscreen? Like, and then just got annihilated. Um, AL Ostercam says the travel has been bad on some vacations, but the vacations haven't really been bad. I can't even think of really bad travel. I can think of one. F- we got a flight back home from Phoenix delayed once and it was delayed by a long time. And I hate, like I get homesick when I travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like getting your flight delayed on the way home really sucked. Uh, and then we also had to like fly through a storm and we had a lot of turbulence and that wasn't fun. Um, she said, gross road trip down to Arizona. That did suck. We were staying in like seedy motels Ugh. in like tiny podunk towns uh, where you're like, it, yeah, you're like, do they have cameras installed? And it just, the whole thing was gross and uncomfortable. And we said we'd never do that again. It also mm-hmm. might be the trip on which our son was conceived. So that's a thing. That's nice. Oh, there. <laughs> it's also when our son was probably conceived. We'll just pretend he was conceived at your dad's house. Because uh, it could have happened there. Uh, is, that is that better or worse? Far better than being conceived in one of those gross ass... We, like, that was when we we wanted to have kids. And so when Amber was ovulating, we would have sex. And it was like, well, you're ovulating in these stupid, gross motels. But she was also ovulating at her dad's so. 
Uh, we'll just say that's where it happened. Cool story, bro. Cool story. Ovulation. Um, Amber's dad watching. That would make give me a, give me a grandkid. That would make it way worse. Amber's dad has a theory that uh, he calls it the Valley of the Sun because he's convinced that like two or three of his grandkids have been conceived while his kids were down visiting him. So he doesn't he doesn't hate the idea that they were conceived down there. Um, but him watching, I think, would ruin it for everybody. Yes. <laughs> Except yeah. apparently Paul. Yes. No, Paul. It would ruin it for Paul. It's so funny that he, like, like, if you, he gets weird about weird things, but then, like, he'll joke around about his daughters conceiving their kids while they're down visiting them. And it's like, well, make up your mind, man. Either you're weirded out by some of this stuff or you're not. Uh, Javin says my lost luggage cruise will be tough to top for me. You went on a cruise and they lost your luggage. Did you just have to wear cruise clothes the whole time? It was a nudist cruise. Oh yeah. Amber's dad gets weirded out by breastfeeding, but is like, but loves to, Loves to claim that loves breasts, but loves to claim that his grandkids were conceived down there. Um, I don't know what Vitam Anderson was saying. Maybe too. Kibby says for me it was a, a for me it was Tampa Bay in two thousand six. I don't know what happened in Tampa Bay in two thousand six, Kibby. Oh, you remember Adam? <laughs> this is where Tampa I find two thousand six. This is where I find out I really actually know Kibby. Me, you. Kibby, Warren Sapp, we were going to Disney World, but the bus got hijacked by Cuban separatists. And uh, I feel like this is about to get racist. I, I can't talk about the rest of it. It's still, <laughs> it's still too hard. <laughs> well, I guess I was drunk the whole time because I don't remember. You were uh, unconscious. Javin says, I got a free Mount Gay Rum t-shirt for buying a handle and wore that most of the trip. Uh, well, we, we started in Tampa. We were driving down to Orlando. But but we got hijacked. He covered that. Yeah. yeah. This it, all makes sense. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't question it. Um, but those Cubanos they made us, though? Amber and I have never- had mostly... Awesome trips. Like I said, we went to San Francisco. Uh, we went out to the Redwood Forest while we were out there, and that was awesome. That was also where I proposed. I didn't – the city of San Francisco I did not like. Back, talk about San Francisco. Okay, when you get back, I'm going to get more ice for alcohol. Um, Yeah, I Matt's been to San Francisco. I know Matt I, – or I don't know, but I'm pretty sure Matt liked San Francisco. I was not a fan. The – overwhelming homeless population there really is hard to see and like reconcile in your brain because a lot of the people that who are there that are homeless are very clearly homeless because of like mental health issues. Uh, and it just sucked to see and to feel for them and to also feel kind of helpless. Like, I don't know what I can, I don't know what I can do. I don't know how to help. I don't know what I can do. I, there's so many of there's so many homeless people there who are who very clearly have mental instability, and that's probably the 
driving factor as to why they're homeless. And it just, it, be, it, it started to feel very overwhelming. Uh, and it, the city was dirty too. I was just, I was not a fan of that city. Um, I do have some cool memories from that trip. I walked around the city a lot because Amber was there for a conference. So she would go to the conference during the day and I would just kind of mill around the city. And uh, I read an uh, awesome John Steinbeck book while we were there called Travels with Charlie. Uh, it's all about John, Stein, John Steinbeck traveling America in an RV with his dog, Charlie. It's a fucking great book if you haven't read it. I really, really highly recommend it. It's actually one I think Wall Beef would enjoy. Um, and I have a very cool memory of being in San Francisco and stopping at this dinky little coffee shop and just sitting in this coffee shop while it was raining outside and reading Travels with Charlie. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If, were you laughing funny, at Wade's message, I, you monster? But I, but I, I, uh, so Kiwi says at the time, Tampa Bay was known for being a city filled with people oh, okay. with open relationships and the police department was constantly receiving complaints about officers being excessive. The entire time I was there, I was either in a bar being asked to sleep with some guy's wife or being pulled over and asked by police if I'm in a Tampa Bay buying drugs. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sleep with my wife. At the time, Tampa Bay was known for being a city filled with people in open relationships. Was it really? My dad oh, my dad has talked about loving Tampa Bay, by the way, so that's <laughs> Yeah, vitamin is a note to some. My dad claims his favorite perfect sense. He claims his favorite restaurant in the entire world is in Tampa Bay. I wonder if that old dude's awake. Uh, ask, ask him about his trips to Tampa Bay dad. in the in the in the early aughts. Dad, what's the restaurant in Tampa that you love? He loves this restaurant. I, it's like they do everything and they do everything in the house. They like raise all their own meat and they raise all their own vegetables. Or, I don't know. He loves this place. Olive Garden. Uh, it's called the Swamp. Um. Yeah, San Francisco. I, it's funny because I didn't like that city, but when I think about it, I had some some nice memories there. Um. Hmm. And that one where I was just sitting in that coffee shop. It's also, like I said, it's where I proposed to Amber. Uh, we had an awesome dinner at a, re- at a restaurant that my dad recommended. Uh, after after the, the, like the night I proposed, we had this amazing dinner. And they made me the best cup of coffee I've ever had in my entire life. I still remember this cup of coffee. It was just coffee. But it was like, I don't know what it was. It was probably that I was all high in endorphins because my wife said yes. Uh, we also went to that seafood place and we sat next to this uh, guy from Japan and he was giving us all these tips. And he told Bourdain one? Yeah. I can't remember what it's called right now. We, we You had to get there real early and we waited in a line and you get like oysters on the half shell and all this stuff. It's in an episode of No Reservations. We ate there and we sat next to this Japanese guy and he was so friendly and he told us, he was like, you have to try. It's not on their menu, but you have to try the crab brain. Uh, mm-hmm. and he told, he's like, 
just ask them for it. They'll get it. And so we all got some and you like dip bread in it. And it was amazing. It was so delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there were some cool like memories in San Francisco, but Swan Oyster Depot, Swan Oyster Depot. Um, but just the city, but it it was a yeah, that's weird. It was a good trip. I just didn't like where we were. Amber and I went on a cruise, which I'll never go on a cruise again. I feel like after coronavirus. Um, but that was a lot of fun. Our cruise that was after we got married. And we, Amber and I are introverts and we got a VIP package on the cruise and had our own private balcony. And we just kind of sat on our balcony and read. In uh, the nude. There was stuff that happened on the balcony. Uh, yeah, we just kind of hung out. The cool thing that with the VIP packages, you had like all you could eat room service. They would like, you could just continually order food and they would just always bring it to you. Did you get to laugh the steerage? I don't know what that means. All the poor people hanging on the bottom of the ship. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. With the VIP package, you point and laugh at them. Your floor was glass. You could literally uh-huh. look at them. <laughs> um, Best thing, I don't think like... I haven't really had a bad vacation experience. Yeah. Count your, count your blessings, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had, uh, I've had like inconveniences, but that, you know, what trip doesn't have an inconvenience? I don't really like, Amber and I have traveled a lot, but I don't really like travel. I like, I like, you know, if there's one thing I've learned from uh, quarantine, it's that I'm totally fine just being at home. You'll, it's one of those things where it's, I think if you're going to the right place, you'll enjoy travel. I don't think so. Like, if I was to say to you, hey, buddy, we're going to go for four days to Scotland. We're going to go to where they make Lagavulin and a couple of their whiskeys. And we're just going to go to the Scottish countryside. I feel like that would be like, this is going to be amazing. Well, I feel like you're confusing what I'm saying. I like I like being places. I don't like the travel to that's, get that's there. That's what I'm saying. Oh uh, yeah, like the plane rides suck. Everyone hates the plane ride. Yeah, I no, don't. No, no one enjoys the fourteen hours that you're in the. <laughs> I like I'm the gu- I'm the guy who buys a concert ticket and I'm excited to go to the concert and then like a day before the concert and the night of the concert I'm like I don't really want to go to this thing I shouldn't have bought this ticket. Oh, it's the same thing. 100%. It's like I don't want to travel. I don't want to travel to get places. It's like I like my home. I like being here. I'll just be here. I know that once I get there, I'll yeah, enjoy yeah. it. But I just I don't really want to do the travel part of it. Yeah. But if we yeah if if we went on like a bud trip, I know I would go in a heartbeat. It would be like I'll just I'll endure the travel because I know that this will be something I'll remember forever. Um. I don't think I am gonna make another drink. Well, All right, you do you. I'll just start drinking whiskey. Um, Gets up, wanders off. Yeah, that never comes back. <laughs> Nobody likes me. I'm hopeful. Oh, we, just, we, just, huh? we just got a message from we just got a message from Wade. Salsa. Did we really? You just email us the word salsa. My dad hasn't emailed me back. Well, thanks for the topic, Kibby. Uh, if you uh, if you have a topic, you can always email us at uh, this might sound stupid at gmail dot com. Should we should we try for mics? Start start trying to. Hold on. 
Um, the one I feel like Javin had another one. Also, Rolo's not here, but he gave us nobody's nobody's made a go to jail joke, but Rolo made us some audio for go to jail. Uh, so I'm gonna play it. I like that. So now all we need is Wade to program. Uh, we need a graphic as well, and then we're good. Oh yeah, we also need a graphic. So get get on that, guys. I don't I don't think Have a Blapper's still here. Uh let's see, nine forty nine. <clears throat> Where is Mike's? Oh, Mike's is an either or. Oh no, he says other. He, he, yeah, he throws a. a he also a, signed it out. anonymous, but it's from his email. Maybe he's confused. Okay, so this has to be louder because we felt like it was really loud. So here, I'm gonna crank it up, Jeff. Tell me how this is. No, Matt, I liked your French spelling of louder. Loud. La lude. Louder than that. Fuck. All right, you guys asked for it. This blasted me and Dan earlier. That's why you turned it down so low. How's that? That's our go-to-jail audio. I need one of those things that I can be like, bing, bonk, bing, bonk. Jail, 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 jail. How was that audio? There it is. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Good to know. All right, we'll do Javins here, and then we're going to end the podcast. It says... More valuable lunchroom snack, gushers or fruit by the foot or other. I kind of like the idea of it being an either or. So only those two? Well, no, we'll open it up to other. Oh, okay. Wow, Wade answered fast. He didn't even think about it. It's like he has like a gusher like macro on his keyboard. Really? I don't don't even know how he typed it that fast. I'm turning this. I'm turning this all the way up to 100. Oh, 109, that's way too loud. There that's more than 100. That's impossible. Uh, yeah, I would also say Gushers. Gushers are gushers are greatly superior to Fruit by the Foot. Yeah. Like, is, I, I'm not going to kick a Fruit by the Foot out of the bed. Man, yeah, Wall of Beef is a little extreme. I don't think Fruit by the Foot sucks. Oh, here we go. This is Fruit by the Foot or Fruit Roll-Up. What did I say? Fruit by the foot. No, I, no I'm just saying. Because we, we, we understand the gushes of the superior snack. Fruit roll-up is superior to fruit by the foot. Is it because you can put it on your finger? No, it tastes better. It's got a better texture. It's glossy. You can wrap it on your finger. Make a long finger. Uh, Wait, did I say it backwards? Fruit roll-up is what I want. If it's fruit yeah. roll-up or fruit by the foot. Okay. Fruit by the foot. Fruit Fruit by the foot is not bad. It's fruit by the foot is one of those snacks. Man, that the more I hear fruit by the foot, the stupider it sounds. By the way, it makes it. It tries to make itself seem like it's a lot of snack, but you basically you bite into it, you basically unpeel the entire thing, and you just shove it all in your mouth. It's just one. It's just one bite, basically, <laughs> of fruit of fruit roll up. I'll never get tired of hearing you explain things. 
That's how you eat fruit roll. So how do you eat? How do you eat? How do you eat a fruit by the foot? So that's what I meant. Fruit by fruit by the foot. But that's also how you eat a fruit roll up. A fruit roll up, you just wad into a ball. No, yes, that's when you get bored. <laughs> that's when you've had that's... too many. That's when you've had too many fruit roll ups. Yeah, it's. I would usually just because, like, just biting into the sheet. That's boring. Wrap it on my finger, and then I would just slowly just kind of eat it and suck on it. Because <laughs> you know, you're a kid. You're a kid. Uh, so Javin says, well, okay, so he says, what cafeteria snack has the most trade value? So I think we're, t- we're not talking about, uh, it comes to these two things, Adam. How Which did I not these... even read? What's wrong with my brain? He also says, what are some school cafeteria memories you guys have? So between these two, cause I think these two are the Kings. Of... You think fruit by the foot and no, fruit no, no. roll? Oh, okay. I'm about to tell you what they are. Okay. Calm down. You have to go apologize to your wife. <laughs> These two things are the king of elementary school lunch. Yeah, Sam. Gusher. Goldfish. Goldfish, get the fuck out of here! Everybody has goldfish. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I, I'm trying to, like. Everybody gets sent goldfish, Dan. Not everybody gets sent gushers. Because gushers are less healthy? Correct. And rich kid food. That's probably not true. I'm just making this shit without ice. Yeah, you don't eat ice. You're a man. You get you get more of everything else. A man. Um Okay, so wait. Oh man, gushers are so good. Fruit by the foot adheres to your teeth and the roof of your mouth. Yes. I feel Same thing roll up. Those uh, two, like, they're so sticky. I didn't. I had to eat hot lunch every day. I didn't get. I didn't get lunches sent for me, so I never traded food. So I don't. Canadian. I don't elementary know. Schools didn't have cafeterias. We just all sat in the gym with our bag lunch. Fucking pour up in Canada. Uh, and the go-to snack in our elementary school was a bag of ramen, like chicken flavor. Smash, smash it up, dump the powder in, and shake it, and eat it like chips. That was that, that was that was our go-to snack. But you weren't trading. No, because everyone had because everyone was eating them. They were the, they were they were the thing to eat. So Javin wants to know what's the cafeteria? What what cafeteria snack has the most trade value? If of all the ones we've listed so far, Gushers. I really don't know. I never I never got a bag lunch set for me. I I never traded food. Like even when we went on field trips, I got whatever like whatever the lunch option that the school like provide. You know where you'd get like a stupid cold cut sandwich and like a, a, one of those shitty ass apples and like a pathetic bag of potato chips. The thi- the thing I wish I could have more of that like so my buddies seem to always have was a lunchable. But you can't trade for a Lunchable because that's the entire lunch. No, but you can trade parts of Lunchables. I feel like I remember I remember like getting a, a, a cracker with meat and cheese being coveted from a Lunchable. There's something about the way that weird circular piece of ham tastes when you're a small child that it's the greatest lunch of all time. 
I, I'll still mash a Lunchable, man. They're good. I like a Lunchable. So good. And I'm not sure uh, doing it. That, that was another thing when I moved here to the States for grade nine. Uh, having a cafeteria. Because that was the first time I'd ever had one. Wait, you guys in middle school didn't have cafeterias? I didn't have a middle, like, we didn't have a middle school where I was. Like, that, it was still the same building. I also love that you call it grade nine, fucking Canadian. Goddamn. All the way up to grade eight. Grade nine was going to be high school. Yeah. Uh, Grade nine is high school school here. There there weren't middle schools in our district. It was just the elementary school. Oh, you guys go K through eight. It was K through eight. Hmm, Okay. You made me think of Uh, uh, Trailer Park Boys. when Ricky's always talking about (laughs) getting his grade six. His grade 13. Um, uh, but yeah, having hot lunch that first time was super confusing because I, I, it's kind of like, well, one, it was my first day in this new school that I'd never been to before. So your parents, you did I'd never, I'd never been before. And I, it's like, I'm just going to follow these kids from the class I was in that I was kind of talking to and just let's f- figure this out. That's adorable. So you've never, so in Canada, your parents never, you didn't have a hot lunch option, period. Your parents, ha- like they had to send Every you a cold lunch. Every kid had to send a lunch. Or you just didn't eat? Uh, if, if, for, if for whatever reason you, like, uh, your parents forgot or whatever it was, uh, you got, you know, those, like those little things that were uh, like cheese on this side and like the, like the kind of like the, the I- cylinder crackers. <laughs> You know those things, like those little those little dipping packs. That that's what they would give me. Did anybody? That was my lunch. Did anybody else figure out what Dan was talking about? Like full seconds before he did. Oh no, I knew what I was talking about. I didn't know how to say it. What? Watching you describe that was fantastic. Cheese on one side. Capri Sun. Like that's that that's what like the principal would give you. That's not a lunch, man. Oh shit, that made me laugh. Um, uh, but no, yeah, but yeah, like that was that was just the way it was, and like it was always, like I'd say once every couple months there was a special day where you would order pizza, uh, and you would eat in your classroom mm. on pizza day. Get the fuck out of here with your Kool Aid blasters, Wade. Nobody cared about those, did they? I remember. Blaster. I remember... Is that the twist-off hard plastic? Yeah, it's the plastic one. that It's got like the thing that you like... Nah, I was only ever Capri Sun. Or just a straight juice box. Ecto coolers, but they're not... I don't think they had any trade value. Yeah, I... Javin, I can't answer your question because I never traded... I didn't... It was just hot food. I do have one uh, lunchroom memory that's like ingrained in my brain. This kid... in the membrane. This kid named uh, Dan, I still remember his name. We had all, like he, for whatever, he was in with the nurse. And we had all gotten our food and had all sat down. And Dan was coming up the lunch line. Nobody else, like, nobody else was in line. He was just, like, getting there, like, all right, we'll go to lunch. He went to lunch. And he stopped, like, dead in front of our table and hurled. And it's one of the most massive throw-ups I like I'm sure I've built it up over the years as like, but it just, it was so big. And it's, I remember the sound of it going like on the, the lunchroom floor and it went everywhere. And then, uh, 
he just went like right back to the nurse's office and then we were just sitting there like eating lunch and the the custodian came and sprinkled sawdust over everything uh and so we just ate our lunch and watched this custodian clean up this kid's massive amount of puke that's like my one i don't have any other real lunchroom memories that i can think of i have like two so that one year i was in middle school here uh strawberry passion awareness fruitopia was available in the in the cafeteria at uh, lake middle school and that was that stuff tasted amazing uh and then senior year high school uh, three days a week we would hop in my buddy's car and go to mcdonald's and come back yeah i i mean i obviously had i had a like i you know i went to the lunchroom every day and k through six i don't remember i like that dan throwing up is literally the only thing i remember i have zero other memories from lunch um i don't have ever being i barely remember the lunchroom in middle school i went to high school one it does not it's not a real thing i went to half a year at tartan and I do have a memory from there. I can't remember what the lunchroom looks like, but I can remember again another kid named Dan, uh, who I was briefly briefly friends with while for the short time I went to Tartan. He was a wrestler, and he was a freshman. He was wrestling, and I remember he was like so starving, and he looked like drawn out. Like I felt bad for him. He looked so bad, and all he ate was like an apple and a couple of crackers. And he's like, I have to make weight for wrestling tonight. And I remember being like being in ninth grade, like this isn't right. This kid's in like ninth grade. He shouldn't be doing this. Uh, no, 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 uh, no lunchroom brawls by the Manderson. And then, yeah, I don't remember any lunchroom fights and you know, and then halfway through my freshman year, I went to a school that didn't have a cafeteria. I went to basically an ALC uh that was in downtown st paul and it had off-campus lunch and we barely went to school anyways so if i was there i definitely didn't eat lunch there i mean most day most days i rode the bus downtown and then you know fucked off before first period and Mm -hmm. we would eat wherever we wanted i don't know we'd eat at danny's house or we'd eat it there was a place there's a place in downtown by Candyland called rivertown market we ate there a bunch uh or we'd eat at you know any of the i can't uh, oh we ate a pinos a fuckload pinos in the skyway uh and there was another there was a chinese or like a just you know generic asian food restaurant that we ate out in the skyway we hung out in the skyways a bunch i don't know I have like I have no lunchroom memories, and I didn't really ever have an opportunity to train food. You know, one thing I remember coveting, Ooh. and like always wanting, like if somebody like Time shared, dunks. no, if somebody shared one of their snacks with me, uh, Dunkaroos. Okay, mm-hmm. I remember Dunkaroos. Like I thought they were awesome. Those, and then do you remember they were like koalas that were hollow and had chocolate inside of them do you remember those things Mm -hmm. those two things if anybody i knew had one of those i would be like hey man you think i can you you think i can get one of those dunkaroos 
Those are like those were the those were the highlights for me. If anybody had those things, Dunkaroos, Dunkaroos are those stack. those hollow koala things. They seemed amazing to me. Uh, yeah, like Vitamin Anderson. I don't remember what they were called. Like this is probably you know like they're, 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 we, we could have a conversation about this for a while, but do you remember after? After after Columbine, going to lunch because because were you still in middle school? Yes. When Columbine, the, yeah, then so I, got, still I got expelled very. Uh, but I, but I remember like the first few days after that, because it like like the news footage was still like kind of in my head of like like the kids in the cafeteria and stuff. I remember like those being very weird days in the cafeteria, hmm. like. Because I I still had like for whatever reason like just the, just the the image of like all the kids like hiding under the table and stuff like that was just I don't think I watched my head. I don't think I watched any of that I don't think I've ever seen any of that that sounds fucking terrifying I wouldn't want to see that while I was in school Jesus Christ I've never seen I I I can't watch that kind of stuff man it ugh. yeah that, that would that would give me shivers I. Yeah, I can see that being incredibly terrifying. I don't mm-hmm. the one memory I have from Columbine is coming home and my mom who was like the who's like the busiest person I know was sitting in front of the TV, which she like never does. Mm-hmm. And it was like, "What are you doing?" And I just remember her telling me what was happening and it was like, "Oh, holy fuck." That's also that period of my life is probably the most miserable I've ever been. I mean, that's that's the case for a lot of people in middle school, I suppose also yeah all them goddamn hormones well and ev- like everything crazy in my life was happening right then where like amy had run away and then came back and she was pregnant and my dad was moving hours away like it was just mm-hmm. everything was in turmoil at that point um yeah what so Wallabite? Is that what they're called? i don't remember what they're called are they still a thing? I'd eat them shits. Yeah, sorry, uh, Jevin. I... A bunch of pictures of koalas biting stuff. I searched <laughs> that. So I don't know. Uh, I don't really, I don't really have a a whole lot to add because I just don't know what I don't know what people traded. Uh, weird. So like the ramen thing, like. Because it was such, it was it was a snack of just break it apart, eat it with the with the powder on it. Yeah, yeah. That I didn't know what it actually was for years. That's funny. You didn't I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know it was like supposed to be a soup. <laughs> That's kind of funny. because because every because like we just ate them like they we just ate it was like it was this weird like crackers and chips thing. Hmm. That's funny. But yeah, that was a. Uh, I forget. Dang it, I can't remember. I, I feel like it was an episode of Hot Ones when like, one of the celebrities like talked about like doing it. And I was like, thank God someone else did this thing. <laughs> like, uh, there's, well, there's some famous chef who talks about basically what he does is he eats it. He oh, takes. No, wait, no, that's that fucking. Uh, who's that, that Asian dude that's all yeah. like, ugly, delicious, and all stuff? That's, exactly. That's, he eats it that way. He takes the he takes it and eats it like a cracker. He sprinkles the yeah. seasoning packet on it and then eats it like that. Eats it, yeah, I'd never eaten it dry until I saw that video as an adult, and 
it's fine. It's not like a, it's not great. No, no, yeah, it's, it's it's not like a magical thing, but it's a it's a it's a great stack for a kid. You talking about ramen unlog unlodged something in my brain. I do have one memory uh, from when I was in high school where I ate ramen in that that high school did have like it had a weird cafeteria it was like where kids would hang out in the morning would then at lunchtime i guess transition into a cafeteria and i have i have a memory of eating lunch there one day uh i was hanging out with my friend frankie to see if she could get us any weed (laughs) and uh the only thing that was available to me was a a cup of ramen made with uh hot water from a from like a coffee station so i ate that oh nice and then i I don't remember i don't remember if we got weed or not i just remember that is my story those 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 weird sense memories that just kind of just popped in there it's a thing that i lived at one point i guess Mm -hmm. all right i gotta go to bed (laughs) thanks for all the topics guys we got through two tonight if, if uh, Wallbeef's here, we will get to yours next week. Don't make promises. You are, you are next, you are, he, well, he's next on the docket, so unless he's Rob's next, topic, he's next on the so docket. Amazing. I if there's shit I got to talk about, I'm gonna talk about it. Just like I had well, to that, talk that, about that too. Door Fortress, Door Fortress, and baseball, and, and John Boy, and how I'm becoming a baseball expert. You're the best at baseball. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. You've been listening to this. Might sound stupid. Uh, it's just a podcast where buds get to be buds. Um, yeah, it's nothing special, but it's fucking a lot of fun to do. And I'm really, uh, I'm really happy you guys show up and do it with us, especially right now while we're in quarantine. It makes, it makes it a, cause Dan and I did a series of these where it was just Dan and I talking and those were nice too. Uh, but we were like figuring out audio things. It's it's so fun to have chat. So I'm really I'm really grateful to, to the people who show up and chat uh, for the live version. It's a lot of fun. Hey, Kibby got his final thought in here. Kibby's final thought: Times like this are hard. Not so much the missing work or the virus, but mostly the uncertainty of tomorrow. Uh, but this we need to slow down, collect our thoughts, and enjoy the simple things we normally neglect. Believe me when I tell you that every day is a good day. If you don't believe me, just try missing one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like your final thought, Kibby. Yes. Uh, if one of you emails me, uh, emails you, the, uh, or the, the this might sound stupid at gmail.com, uh, one of these either Saturday or Sunday Korean baseball games, like Samsung versus KT, Lati versus Hanwha, uh, I will try and find some way. We'll get it. And so, then we will comment it. So you're saying, oh, Vitamin Anderson found the name. It's Koala Yummies. Okay. Uh, so you're saying somebody has to em- somebody has to pick one of the games that's happening this weekend? Correct. They and invite- email, this might sound stupid, at gmail.com with their selection, and then you right. will try to find a version of it. Yep. And then, and then Dan and, and we- I will live stream our commentary over it. I'll fucking do that. I'll figure that out. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. If you want to email us, this might sound stupid at gmail.com. 
If you want to tweet at us, it's at TMSS underscore podcast. Um, those are the best two ways to get in touch with us. If you haven't subscribed to us, subscribe to us. <laughs> uh, with whatever with whatever podcast app you use. You can also rate us. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, it'd be really cool if you give us a five-star rating. Uh, and you can, also, you can also follow us on Twitch. That would be pretty cool. Uh, at the end of last year, we got a yearly summary of how our little channel is growing. It was kind of cool to see. Uh, as always, we're brought to you first and foremost by Joey the Good Boy. Joey the Good Boy is out cold. Joey's our oldest and best sponsor. We're also brought to you by Mike Long. He's a talented designer uh, out of Minnesota. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Ropes. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start the music up. Oh, hold on! I gotta get alcohol. Okay. Ropes. Ropes. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I do sincerely appreciate it. Uh, uh have a good night. I didn't cue this song up, so I'm waiting for the intro part to end. And then I will uh, I will cue it up here. Yeah. It's been real. Email us at baseball game. I want to make that happen. All right. <laughs> Dumbest shit. It'll be fun, though. Boom, blue on the street. Loose and complete under sky. So smoky blue green. I can't foresee a Dixie dead sheep, so we dance the sidewalk clean. My memory is muddy, what's this river that I'm in? New Orleans is sinking, man, and I don't want to swim.